So I watching the tape, uh, there was a couple of plays where uh, Trent Brown was was pulling and uh, out in open space. And I'm just wondering from a defensive back's uh, perspective, what is it like when you guys see a big guard or a tackle pulling like that in open space and kind of bearing down on you? Oh, Trent knows. I tell him all the time. He pull around that corner for me. I'm going to knock his head off. Um, <laughs> no, we always, you know, it, it's interesting, too, because a new rule came out this year um, about cutting, you know, outside of the tackle box, how you can't do that. And, you know, for years, like the crack toss play is a, is a big deal in the secondary because, you know, you usually get the tight end or the receivers that block down and you get that tackle pull. Um, but we used to know, like, if we see it and we can go attack that tackle and cut him before he turns the corner, you know, we felt like we can turn the ball back in, create a pile. But now it's like if you can get them before they turn the corner, make a miss, get back to it, because, like, it's just a bad matchup. Like, I, I watch those plays all the time where Trent's pulling and you're trying to avoid, but he, he gets a hand or, like, two fingers on you and he pushes you four yards outside the play. It, it's one of those plays that um, I would say really comes down to watching film. And if you can recognize it and you can kind of fly up there before, you know, his shoulders turn uh, and he gets downhill because, I mean, call it Trent, any of these tackles, especially like even Isaiah, you watch how athletic these guys are. If they turn their shoulders, it's tough. You just got to turn it back in and hope you guys are running. Thanks, Deb. No problem. Our next question is Chris Ryan, and uh, I'm going to come in and just adjust the screen a little bit. We'll go ahead and uh, ask the question and go ahead and answer. Hey, Dev, Happy New Year. Same to you, Chris. Um, what did the, the making the playoffs mean to, to you this year? Um, you know, given what happened last year, you know, given how everything kind of means a little bit more as you move through your, your career, what did that accomplishment mean? I mean, it's, it's why we play. And, you know, I think obviously last year wasn't, you know, what we wanted. And um, it's the reality of, in this league. I think, you know, I think I might have said it last year. I've been spoiled of coming in the NFL and going to the playoffs every year um, as if, you know, that's easy to do. So um, missing it last year and having the opportunity to be back and, and playing in the playoffs, um, it's a great accomplishment. But I'd be lying if I said, you know, coming into this year, um, that it wasn't, you know, a goal and an expectation to be playing in the playoffs. And um, not to say that it was going to be easy. You know, obviously you guys have watched the season. It hasn't been easy at all. Um, but I think for this team, it was something that we set out to do. And, you know, we expected to do it with the guys we had here, the talent we had, the work ethic we had. Um, so, you know, I've learned in this league, you know, you don't want to be so happy about getting there that you go home right away. So I think it's, it's key for us. Um, this time of the year, you want to just be playing your best football. So it was great, you know, coming off Sunday, getting a win against Jacksonville. Now, I think each week you prepare and you want to go play well because now we're at the point where if you don't prepare well that week and the game doesn't go well, that's it. That's the end of your season. So you want to make sure you're doing all that. And, you know, I think for us, we got opportunity right now this week to start that mentality, like I said last week, um, and prepare that way. So, you know, when we get into the playoffs, we already know what it feels like. And, you know, obviously Miami's a tough team. They beat us earlier this year. They're always hard to play, division opponent. Um, so we're going to get a, a good taste to me of what that, that playoff game is going to feel like the week after. Bill mentioned that something just kind of clicked last week for you guys in practice and it kind of led up to, you know, the way you guys performed in all three phases of the game on Sunday. 
Was there anything that was said? Was there any you know moment that you kind of look back on and say this is kind of where you know the team found itself, so to speak, and got back to what you guys needed to do? Well, I would say there was a lot of things said, but I, I would say the main thing was that like this was it. You know, you lose two in a row, you make it three in a row. Um, you know, you, you might as well start cleaning out your lockers. And I think that's what we all realized. Um, and I think as a competitor, as a team, um, our backs were against the wall and we responded. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but I think it, it, it has to continue. Like it, it, it's not a one week thing. Um, if we want to be a good football team down the stretch, it has to be consistency. We have to bring that every day. And, you know, I think, like I said, this will be a great opportunity to see what that looks like going against an opponent that knows us well. And, you know, for them, what a way to end their season, you know, sweeping us. You know, I, I think that would be great for them. And I think obviously for us, you know, losing to a team week one, you want to come back and get a win um, and not leave with that feeling, you know, this team really controlled us. Thanks. And real quick, guys, uh, Kyle Van Noy is in Stephanie's room now. There's no media in that room. If somebody can jump over to uh, to help in that regard. Yeah, don't uh, make Kyle question. feel bad. Next question here will be Evan Lazar. Hey, Devin, thanks for doing this. Um, I wanted to ask you, last week we, we spoke to Dante Hightower, and, and he just said that he felt like Buffalo uh, kind of knew what you guys were in and it had a good feel for what you guys are running. Uh, this week against Jacksonville, it seemed like you were disguising with the safeties a whole lot more, at least to me. Uh, how important is disguise to your group in the back end? And how does uh, you and Kyle and Adrian uh, kind of work off of each other to be able to disguise those looks? Yeah, I mean, each game's different. Um, we're always trying to disguise. We're always trying to do different things. And, you know, obviously when you go against a rookie quarterback, they've seen less in this league and the different things that you do. And, you know, I would say even dating back to last week, we ran a lot of different defenses. I think, you know, ultimately that came down to not playing well. Like we, you know, Steve hit a lot, hit a lot of calls in the play, but we had a lot of plays out there. Um, and I think that's what, you know, you can disguise and you can do all of that and it helps. But at the end of the day, like you gotta you gotta play well. Guys gotta win one-on-one matchups uh within the down. Guys gotta execute and, and do those things. And you know, the disguise helps, you know, I think make it tougher for the quarterback, some of the reads, you know, getting guys in to run into, you know, a good look for you defensively, or you know, we show them a heavy run look and you know, we get out of it and they go to a pass and you know, we got a good, but if we do that and then we don't execute the coverage, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's something. Um, that I talked about after the Buffalo game, like our execution has to be at a high level at this time of the year. You know, I think, you know, you're going to get guys with your disguise and it could get you a couple plays in the game on straight disguise, which you need, especially this time of the year. Um, but I thought we played, you know, a lot better this week compared to last week. Um, and I think we got to continue doing that with the safeties, with the front, uh, with those backers, you know, showing that they're coming, getting out like, we can do a lot of different things on the field. And I think, you know, like I said, it's one of the things we got to stay on top of because when we're doing that well, it makes our defense hard. Got it. Thank you. No problem. Next question, Matt Vitor, followed by Alan Siegel. Devin, building a little bit off of what you were saying before, there's a lot of new guys on this team and guys in roles that or maybe larger roles than, than they've been in, in the past to have them, come together the way they did. You've seen a lot of success in a lot of different ways on this team. To have seen this group come together 
in you know the way that they did is is that particularly invigorating for you to or energizing to to watch an, a new group come together to become part of this standard that you've been part of setting over over a long period period of time as far as getting to the playoffs yeah it is good i, I mean i think you want to you want to be able to respond as a team and i think adversity is going to hit and it hit us a couple different times this season and Obviously, every team is going through a little bit of adversity when you just talk about the COVID situation. Um, but I think for us, you know, I think as as a team, as individuals, as men, um, you know, Slate always hits on this. Like football is is life in a lot of senses. And um, I think getting a group of men to come together with a common goal um, to go through the ups and the downs of the season, to be here at the end of the season going into the last week, um, knowing we'll have an opportunity to compete in the playoffs and knowing we have an opportunity to get to 11 wins. Like all of that to me is the journey. And this team has been on an incredible journey um, and it's been a lot of fun. And I think for us right now, we just got to stay so locked in on what's in front of us um, and take, you know, February, March and April. Those are the times to look back and enjoy the journey. Um, but for right now, you know, I think we we just need to stay locked in on, you know, the Dolphins and then whatever's next after that, be locked in on that. And, you know, I think that's when you, you're able to look back and really enjoy it um, when you can do all those things that you set out to do. Next question, Alan Siegel, followed by Matthew Fairburn. Happy New Year, Def. Right, Happy New Year to you, too. Um over the years in your career, you've had some, not you personally, but the team has had some problems in Miami. Beyond the fact that the Dolphins have good players and they're a good team, is there anything consistent that you guys have just talked about, about why that locale sometimes has been such a difficult place to play? Um, well, I, I know one thing. It's, it's hard to go from this weather to 80 degrees. It's always a little bit of a shock in pregame. Um, but I, I would say it's always about, I mean, even in 19, when they came here and, you know, they had guys on IR, they had guys that really didn't play all year. They came and competed hard, ended up beating us and, and really changed our postseason um, by us losing that game. Um, and I always say, like, when you play a division opponent at the end of the year, whether they're in the playoffs, not in the playoffs, like, it's a battle. And, you know, I would say it's always been tough when when Adam Gaze was there. I, I thought he always did a good job game planning against us. And now it's like, you know, it's almost like us playing us, you know, when we play Miami because of, I think, the style, even though the offense and defense is all that is not exactly the same. I just think the mentalities are, are very similar because of flow and the guys they have down in Miami, um, what they teach and, and all of that. And, you know, I think it's just, it's always a competitive game. Um, when we play them down there and, you know, it it just is what it is. It, it I would say it doesn't always go as we plan and, uh, you know, we got to just find a way to win. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough. Like every other year we've gone down there in December or January, we'll have to adjust and uh, figure out, you know, how it feels to be out there running in the sun and all of that. And then we'll have to go out there and just execute and try to win the game. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. Question Matthew Fairburn, followed by Dan Roach. Hi, Devin. Um, I've been a captain here for a long time. I'm wondering what what's different about being a captain uh, at age 34 uh, than when you were younger and uh, in your second year? That's a good question. Um, 
would say one of the biggest things is experience. Um, you, you feel like, I feel like now at this age, I've, I've been a part of a lot of different seasons. Um, you know, I'm, I'm able to connect with everybody in the locker room. I'm able to connect with rookies and you talk about a long season. I'm able to tell them about my rookie year. You know, we went 14 and two, but for me individually, like the season, the season took forever and how hard it was for me at the end of that season, um, fighting through it. So, um, I think you balance that experience and you also balance when you're a captain for a long time of making sure that, you know, you're impacting the guys in the locker room in different ways and you don't turn into just a voice that guys hear over and over again and start to tune out. So um, whether it's connecting with guys um, individually, um, building relationships, building on how to get to guys, um, I would say those are things that I've learned. And, you know, I think one of the best ways I've learned um, being a leader is around other guys, you know, whether it's Slade or High or David Andrews and, you know, Tom in the past and Mayo and Vince, um, learning from all of those guys and, of how to uh, be an effective leader in all different ways. And, you know, now I look around the team and it's me and Slade as like the two old guys. Um, you just try to fill any role that you see uh, needs to be filled, whether it's speaking up, whether it's um, really empowering somebody else to speak up and use their voice and try to build that leadership throughout the team because no team really wins with one or two leaders. Like you need leaders throughout the whole football team. It's a it's a big team. And, you know, I think that's what's been fun um, seeing some of these younger guys turn into great leaders, um, even if they're not captains, guys that, you know, I think even when you guys watch practice, a guy like Damian Harris, the energy he brings when he wasn't there and then when he's out there, um, like that kind of leadership to see pass throughout the team, um, you hope that you're having some type of impact on those guys as they press forward uh, in their young careers. Thank you, Devin. No problem. And two final questions, Dan Roach and George Black. Hey, hey Devin, how you doing? Good, how you doing, Dan? Good, thank you. Uh, just to kind of follow that up a little bit with your experience and with some of the things you said, if we lose three in a row, you might as well be cleaning out your lockers. Do you think at this point of the season right now, going into Miami and then the playoffs, that this group, because there's so many new faces, what have you, understands what it takes to win uh, as a team now at, at this point in the season? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think somebody said it, you know, last week. It was like a wake-up call. You know, we were rolling. We go down to Indy, uh, a team that was well-prepared, great energy, playing at home. They they come out and, and really control the game from beginning to end. You know, you come back home where, you know, you just lose on the road, it, it, you know, you feel like you should get going, get ready, a chance to to be on top of the division with a win. And, you know, Buffalo comes in here and just outplays us um, really from beginning to end. And, you know, I think we walked away. The crazy thing in both those games was it wasn't our best, but we still gave ourselves a chance to win. Um, and it was a wake-up call of, you know, we're at the point in the season where if it's not your best, it's going to be really hard to win. Um, and I think guys see that, they realize it. I think you talk about those things and, you know, it's easy to talk about, but I think when you're in it, um, I think guys now know what we need to do as a team. Um, and I, I would say it's not like we didn't know before, um, but these games change. It changes when you're two and four and you're playing from the bottom. And I don't know how many people still had us circled when we, you know, we're two and four. Um, of then the next thing you know, you look up, you're on the top of the AFC like you're going to get everybody's best shot. They're coming for you. They're coming. They want to move up. 
they want to get their spot in the playoffs. And I think we're dealing with that. We've learned how to deal with that. And, you know, now is go time. Thank you. No problem. And last question, George Blackshee. Hey, Devin, happy New Year's, man. Um, as we're recalling all the past seasons and what you guys have done to clinch a playoff spot, is there anything that this team has that reminds you of teams in the past that have needed to do what it takes to clinch that playoff spot and then also put together deep runs into the postseason as well? Um, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I think, you know, I think I feel like that when I'm able to look back, you know, at the end of the season, it's hard to do now. Um, I would say, you know, all the good teams I played on have responded. And, you know, that's what we were able to do Sunday. Um, we got to continue to do that. You know, I think that's what it's about, you know, that response that, you know, when you get in a tough game, you get in a game that, you know, you know you have to win and they know you have to win. They feel like they have to win. Like those are the games you need to play your best. Um, and that's the part of the season that we're at. So I'm excited. You know, I think we got a great group of guys. Um, I think guys are, are locked in and focused. We had a great week of practice going into a, a week with Jacksonville where, you know, they had a lot of guys up and down on and off the roster. We just continue to study, be prepared. And now, you know, we'll have to go down to Miami. Uh, like I said, it's going to be hot weather. It's going to be tough. They're going to be out there. They're an aggressive football team. They play hard. Um, so I think this is another good test because now we're coming in with the playoff spot already clinched and all of that stuff. Everyone's going to want to talk about everything other than the Dolphins game. And it'll be about us um, improving, getting better, playing another week of good football, starting Wednesday all the way throughout Sunday. Um, like that's the opportunity we're going to have this week. And that's up to us. Like um, I can't say it enough. Like this Dolphins team is they're going to be ready to, to not just like beat us and play like they're going to be down there trying to, to kick our butt. And that is what it is. Like, I think that's their mentality. Um, and I think it's going to be a great test for us. And I, I'm excited uh, to be a leader on this team and, and go into the last week of the season uh, with everything we have on the line. And real quick, they have a lot of skilled receivers, but, you know, Jalen Waddle, just a rookie, but his usage is insane. Um, have you seen a guy like him? And also, how do you try and limit slow down him when it comes to game day? Yeah, I would say he's uh, he's now in that category. He's not a rookie anymore. Um, he He's played in a, a bunch of games this year. He's he's out here breaking rookie receiver records uh, with, with catches, and they're going to him. You, you turn on the Saints game. Uh, I watched that game. They're doubling him. He's beating the double uh, with the leverage, setting up his route inside, breaking outside. Um, they're giving him the ball on, whether you call it a speed sweep or the little jet passes behind the line of scrimmage, he's making guys miss. Um, he's just so versatile. I think what he can do on and off the field, he's a guy that can kill you horizontally, running crossing routes, and, and like I said, running speed sweeps. But he's also a guy that can go vertical, get down the field, and stretch the defense that way. So um, he's obviously, you know, one or two of his favorite targets. We're going to have to do a good job on him. We have to be aware of him every time we step on the field, first down, second down, third down. We got to know when he's in the game. Um, if we don't slow him down, it's going to be tough to play well on defense. I, I think that's obvious. Um, so he'll be a tough challenge for us. And, you know, we got to really come ready to go. Awesome. Thank you.